Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. Well, happy Halloween to everybody. And since it's Halloween, I've put together a scary mythological creature episode for this week. Mm-hmm. And we are going to go over several different different mythological creatures. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, a little different than the normal, but it's going to be a good one. Nice. And so, Dave, I don't know what it's like around the rest of the country, but here in Salt Lake, it is absolutely freezing cold, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It feels like January here right now. It's ridiculous, yeah. That's all the news talks about. We are hitting record lows. Yeah. I'm out here in this mountain in the cold. You can see how cold I am. <laughs> I think it, this is like uh, the coldest day, a record of coldest day in October ever. Yeah. I, so, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty strange deal. Yeah, we get negative 10 degrees. and I'm sorry, not negative 10. We're getting in the negatives we in are? some areas in Utah. Oh, yeah. In some areas, yeah. yeah. Around here, that's, it's, gotten, it's gotten in the single digits. Yeah, it's it's crazy, yeah. Which is we not, don't get that until January. Usually. Yeah, that's normally the case. It's a weird October so far. Yeah. And we might not get as many trick-or-treaters tomorrow night. <laughs> it's kind of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> More candy for us. Maybe the kids will conk out faster so we won't have to walk around so much. Oh, and Dave is uh, literally wearing his Halloween costume right this moment. <laughs> Arr. Yeah. He looked more like a like a Three Musketeers, but he's supposed to be. He looks too fancy to be a, a pirate. You're too fancy. Supposed to be a pirate. You're, you're a fancy pirate. Yeah, I'm like the, a captain. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, but they, yeah, he looks like a, a sexy pirate right now. <laughs> a sexy pirate. <laughs> oh, okay. And since it's Halloween, if if you stay till the very end of the episode, you'll get an extra treat, like uh, after the credits type scene. We're gonna put uh, some of Dave's voice work in that you did we put it in last year i remember that but we're gonna put oh, it again yeah, this year Tommy, yeah. yeah yeah he's got some uh funny voiceover work that he did for his de- halloween decorations to um <laughs> s- for uh, trick-or-treaters when they come up so we're gonna put that on at the very end of the show okay. it's, it's pretty good and also go back and check out our other halloween episodes from last year we did uh vampire bats and vampire lore and then we did a werewolf episode. Yeah. Both of those are underrated in my opinion. They yeah. have some of our lowest hits, but I think they're they're really good episodes. So go back oh, and check yeah, those that's out. Weird. Yeah. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode about spiders. We got some good feedback from it. Oh, nice. It was an episode I like to do too. So it was something different, uh, but I enjoyed doing yeah. that episode. But uh as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah. Colonel Cheetor. Hey, you guys. Want to know what I'm going to be for Halloween? Hold up. Let me put my bling on. I am Snoop Cheetah. What are you, Snoop Dogg? Uh, you Snoop, Snoop Cheetah? For chisel my nizzle. Well, yeah, Cheetor is dressed up as Snoop Dogg, and so he wants us to call him Snoop Cheetah now. <laughs> Snoop Cheetah. Uh, you, you got it, I guess, there, Cheetor. <laughs> <laughs> what a goofball Cheetor is. <laughs> and, uh... Also, before we get going, uh, we want to thank all of the listeners. Um, we, Dave, we are we hit over twenty thousand overall downloads. Hey, I mean that's that's awesome, right? Yeah. What that's, did we hit? We hit ten thousand just this summer. Just right? this summer. So in the last, yeah, we've got ten thousand within the last few months. Nice. Probably like five, six, yeah, five or six months. So that's great. We're, yeah. we're doing really well. So I just want to thank everybody. And if you want to help us out, what you can do is go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, give us a review. Uh, give us five stars. Just say whatever you want. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention and get more listeners. So please do that for us if you get a chance. But Dave, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's get going. Before we get into scary monsters, though, I've, I found something interesting I want to j- just quickly go over. And it's about jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, okay. And how they came to be. So the name jack-o'-lantern comes from an Irish myth in which a man called... Stingy Jack. <laughs> he tricks the devil and ends up condemned to walk the earth, unable to get into heaven or hell. Oh. According to the tale, the original lantern was a was actually carved out of a turnip. Oh yeah. And Jack used it to light his way as he wandered through the dark. Huh. At least uh, it was different than a potato. <laughs> Uh, and that's the, that's real mostly the story. But uh, when Irish immigrants brought the story to America, they discovered that pumpkins, which are native to America, they make a, for an even spookier candle holder. Mm. 
So we can thank uh, Jack and the Irish for the jack-o'-lanterns. Nice. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of an interesting little tidbit to add. Yeah. Okay, so let's well, let's get into some creatures. All right. Uh, mythological creatures are cool, and I've always, I've always liked learning about them. They're oh, really yeah. cool. And they give us kind of a glimpse into how our ancestors saw the world and of the fears that filled their imaginations mm. when they heard something go bump in the night. Mm-hmm. That's really where a lot of these come from is just... You didn't, people, you know, getting around in the dark, they don't have lights like we do, electricity. Like yeah. in the nighttime, nobody knew what was going on ever. Yeah. But uh, mythological creatures are, in essence, the manifestations of our biggest fears. And they still go on today. Yeah. You know, it's funny is my son, my son has quite the imagination, but he, he gets so far as to even. You know, every time it's dark or he's by himself, his mind, you know, his mind goes I did that oh, too. Oh, boy, something's bad. Oh, mine did too. But he's got so far to having it like, yeah, I slipped down the stairs once and I thought someone pushed me. But it's like, but then it was like, no, I just slipped. <laughs> Hell, I'll, I'll still get some of those sometimes, you know. Oh. I'll have, I've had, I've had as, a grown, as a grown adult man, I have had nightmares of the, the exorcist chick. Oh really? Uh, it scares the hell I out of me. That. I never watched the whole thing, and I'm not. Don't plan on it. The Exorcist chick creeps me out. It's, <laughs> it's like I don't know. There's something with like creepy girls, little girls that, oh. that just ah, like you say the ring and uh-huh. the grudge, and there's something about creepy girls that I uh. just don't like. Oh. Yeah, I saw it too, and. It, it took me a few days to did you kind of get over that like oh, it's dark in here I'll turn on some lights. <laughs> That's funny. All right, all right. Well, let's let's go into some uh, scary mythological creatures now. All right. And I tried to stick to some uh, lesser known creatures, but also some that you have probably heard of. So I mixed. I tried to mix it up. Our first creature is one you've probably heard of. I'm sure you've heard of it. It is la chupacabra. Yeah. So the translation from Spanish means goat sucker. Hmm. And the name comes from the creature's habit of attacking and drinking the blood of livestock, including goats, obviously. So eyewitness sightings have been claimed in Puerto Rico as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. And then even places like the Philippines and Russia have claimed to see some sort of chupacabra. Hmm. Physical descriptions, it varies, but it is supposedly a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail and with red glaring eyes. Oh. Okay, and so the first real reported attack from chupacabra occurred in actually 1995. Hmm. So it's not that old. And it was in Puerto Rico where eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest and in the chest area and reportedly completely drained of blood. Oh wow. A few months later, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentino reported seeing the creature in a small Puerto Rican town when as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. 150? 150. That's a lot of animals to to kill. Initially, it was suspected that the killings were committed by a satanic cult. And later, more killings were reported around the island, and many um, farms reported loss of animal life. Each of the animals was reported to have its body bled dry through a series of small uh, circular incisions. Sounds Mm. weird, right? Sounds like a vampire. Yeah, that's what they're leaning to. But okay, this uh, the woman that I mentioned, Madeline, who said that she saw the creature. This is kind of funny. So she actually just saw the movie Species. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, uh, I saw. I've seen parts. Of it. I, I've I've actually never seen it, so I had to look a little bit of it up. But so she just saw this in 1995 when it came out. Well, the creature she described looks a whole lot like the creature from Species. Uh, isn't that an alien looking thing? Yeah, but it's got like the rows of spines on its back. Uh. So they say that what she described looked almost exactly like this creature from Species that that she just saw the movie of. Oh, so maybe it's still in her head. 
Could be. And uh, shortly after these reports got out, the legend of Chupacabra exploded and reports from all over North and South America came in. Investigators now believe that most reports of Chupacabra are actually dogs or coyotes with a skin condition called mange. Ah. So the dogs or coyotes don't have hair or they have patchy hair, which makes them look really strange. Like animals without hair look so weird. Like a dog without hair or I saw a picture of a bear without hair. I was like, what is this creature? It doesn't look like a bear or a dog. Weird. So... That's um, what they think the culprit is. And there's been oh. like, uh, I watched a video on YouTube that had a trail cameras. Uh-huh. And these people could not figure out what this animal on the camera was. And it turns out it was a coyote with mange. Oh. It looked like, it, I can't even explain, it looked like a... Oh, I think I know it looked what you're really talking weird. about. It looked like you could see his teeth, right? It walked right up to it. I know camera. which um, this is a different video, oh, but I do know which guy. one you're talking about. And yeah, you, you see, wasn't it kind of running on a... The one that you're thinking of. Yeah, I can't remember if it was running or not because I think they just, because that's all I like, It was on the, the side of the road, the right? Sitting here. Was it on the side of the road? Yeah, it was like a path or something. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe we're thinking of the same one, but uh, yeah, it's their coyotes and dogs with mange, okay. is what they think. And while we don't know uh, why reports have uh, like them sucking out the blood, we don't know where that comes from, but we can. Mostly say chupacabras are dogs and coyotes with mange. Hmm. So, for the most part, it's kind of debunked, but who knows? Maybe there's something else out there. Yeah, maybe maybe the the dogs and coyotes with mange are just taking the rap. So he's like, that was a close one. Maybe. Caught me. I've been away off for a while. Don't worry, I had 150 to last me a while. I'll just travel to Maine now. <laughs> and then I'll go to Mexico and do it. And there's There's been several, there's a case in Texas, too. There's, there's like, a town in Texas that, like, they're like, all right, well, I guess our mascot is now Chupacabra, and so they made a thing out of it. Kind of nice. like what Roswell did with the aliens. Yeah. So they're like, well, I guess that's our thing. We're going to try to profit from it. Nice. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep, that is Chupacabra. I mean, there's a lot, there's more to it and all, but we got a bunch of other creatures to get into. Okay. Now, let's get to our next scary creature, and I really like this one. We have a creature known as the Wendigo. I haven't heard of that one. Haven't you? No. Okay. So the Wendigo is a man-eating creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the Native American Algonquinian. Hmm. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it's a Native American tribe uh, around the northern Great Lakes area, like in uh, Canada. Okay. And the Wendigo is described as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human and made them be monsters. Hmm. Its influence is said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and cultural taboos against such behavior. Cultural taboos, huh? Okay. And their bodies were emancipated. Their ribs stuck out through their skin, their really uh, pale skin. Their eyes were sunk deep down into their its their sockets. They looked like men who died of starvation, walking around partly decomposed. Oh, That's weird. what they look like. Okay. And a, a Wendigo's appetite could never be filled. It would attack other men and eat their flesh. But every bite would just make them larger and hungrier until they were massive giants. Oh, wow. So I have a little story about the Wendigo that's pretty cool. Well, just for uh, fun, since we haven't used it in, I don't think, quite a while. What what do you say we go back in time? All right. Dave, uh, using our trusty time machine. Sometime. Somewhere. Let's go back to 1661. Hmm. To the Great Lakes area. So a group of <coughs> Jesuit missionaries, so like members of the Society of Jesus. It's a religious order of the Catholic Church. Okay. Was it Jesuit? Yes. Is that how you say it? Okay. Jesuit? Yeah. Okay. Jesuit. Okay. That makes Actually, that sounds a lot better. Okay. Jesuit? <laughs> Jesuit? Okay. Yeah. Jesuit. That's what it's called. So a group of these men are going to the land to replace and support a a group who is already there. 
but for some reason they had fallen ill, strangely ill. Hmm. Now, uh, so this new group had heard that, that things had gone wrong, but what they found there was worse than what they could have ever possibly imagined. The missionaries they came to replace had turned into cannibals. And they said, this is like a quote. I don't know where the quote comes from, but it was in the article, so we're going to go with it. Those poor men were seized with an ailment that makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon men, women, and even children like werewolves and devour them without being able to appease or glut their appetite. Ever seeking fresh play, and the more greedily, uh, the more they eat. Wow. Interesting, right? I gotta admit, that would be pretty scary. Oh, having definitely. Having a Jesuit priest, you know, the good you know, the good thing of a religion at that time, going there and all of a sudden turning pure evil. Yep. You'd be like, what the heck's going on? I'm yeah, out of here. They probably <laughs> couldn't comprehend it, and they were like, this is definitely devil stuff. Yeah. So this was unimaginable, like I said, to the missionaries, but to the... Oh, it wasn't the missionaries that turned? It was, it the, was the first group of missionaries. Oh, so it was the missionaries. Yeah, yeah, that would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, this was unimaginable to the missionaries, but to the Algonquin... I'm sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's the tribe. Uh, the Algonquigons? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> uh, so the tribe, they know this horror all too well. And those men had been possessed by the Wendigos. The tribe insisted these men turned into Wendigos and started killing each other. The tribe says this has happened before, and it usually happens during famines in a cold winter. It was something the tribe learned to prepare for. They would hold great festivals where they would dance and chant, trying to keep the creatures away. Hmm. Now, most likely, I think this is the real reason for it, most likely the men had gone mad with hunger and turned to regular old cannibalism, you know, mm. just a regular old kind. <laughs> uh, the idea of the Wendigo must have been almost a comfort to the tribe. It was a way to make sense of, of moments when uh, hunger would drive good and decent men into doing unthinkable things. Mm, yeah. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. That's a good, they, they were possessed. It wasn't them anymore. You know, that's what they could say. Yeah. Uh, creatures based on Wendigos appear in a number of films and TV shows. There's a lot oh, of them. Okay. Uh, then there is a character in Marvel, Marvel Universe, called the Wendigo. Oh. And he has fought against Hulk and the Wolverine in the oh, comics. Wow, interesting. Yeah, the Wendigo is pretty cool. There's a lot of, like, it's in a lot of TV shows, like Supernatural and oh, okay. other like other uh, TV shows, like sci-fi shows, you could okay. say. So, yeah, it's a, it's pretty prevalent in pop culture for the I most know. part. But, yes, that is the Wendigo. They're pretty cool. I like them. Hmm. All right, so this next one I'm sure you've heard of, Dave, or I'm sure you haven't heard of. This is, oh, okay. you have no chance with this one. Our next creature is called the Qualupolic. Q-A-L-U-P-U-L-I-K, yeah. Qualupolic. This is an Inuit creature up in the Arctic. Oh, wow. And so it is a human-like creature that lives in the sea with long hair, green skin, and long fingernails. There was an artist's rendition I saw when I was researching, and it, it looks like a, a fat, fat woman with saggy tits, and just really weird looking. <laughs> it's like like a, it looks reminds me of Ursula from oh, The really? Little Mermaid. Interesting. It reminds okay. me of that lady, but in it just and there's like appendages sticking out. It's really weird looking. Oh. Anyway, the Inuit children they know never to get too close to the water's edge. Because that's where Koala Pollock would lay waiting for them. Ooh. And it's said the creature would make a distinct humming sound before it would appear. It would then gently tap its fingers on the ice under the child's feet. And it would then leap out from under the water 
with its long, sharp fingernails, would sink into the children and then pull them into the cold water. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, good night, kids. <laughs> and it would, it would then put the child into its pouch that it wore on its back and dive deep into the depths. Jeez. And while the children would hear, this would all happen, while the children would hear their family, uh, distant, muffled voices crying the child's name. As it was being taken down to the cold water. Pretty creepy, Ooh, huh? Yeah. So the stories of Qualopolic was likely told to Inuit children as a means to keep them from wandering too close to the treacherous Arctic waters. That'll do it. That'll do it, <laughs> That'll yeah. Do it. Uh, that's a pretty interesting way to teach them, and I'm sure that, <laughs> that worked. Jeez. Otherwise, you'll be taken in by a monster. I know. I got to think of a, some kind of a monster that's... It eats kids if they don't do their schoolwork or something. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> we'll have to think of one for that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's, there's Mrs. Not... Norris, yes, Mrs. <laughs> Norris. <laughs> we'll, think, we'll, we'll make up a monster for yeah, it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but uh, not too much on it in pop culture, but it has been in a few things. Um, nothing notable, though. It was, it was actually on a TV show called Helix. There was oh, an episode. It's on Netflix, I think, but oh. I never seen anything. But they have an episode where they deal with deal with the koala Pollock. Oh, so okay, yeah, something on it. But yeah, that one's pretty interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with that one. No, that one's kind of creepy, really creepy. All right, so our next creature, I'm sure that you've definitely heard of it. Let's talk about the half man, half bull. The Minotaur. Ooh. Uh, the Minotaur had the body of a human and the head and tail of a bull. And he comes from ancient Greece. I mean, yeah, most people know what a Minotaur yeah. is. And he, he's a very interesting backstory. So let's get into it. So on the island of Crete, the ruler named King Minos, I think that's how you say it, M-I-N-O-S, mm-hmm. prayed to the sea god Poseidon to send him a snow-white bull as a sign of support. I think for to attack somebody, I don't know. Hmm. This bull was known as the Cretan bull, and Minos was to kill the bull to show honor to Poseidon, to sacrifice the bull. But he decided to keep it for, keep it for himself because it was such a beautiful bull. He's like, yeah, he didn't think Poseidon would care, and instead he sacrificed a different bull instead. Well, if you know anything about Greek gods, you know that all of them were dicks, and of course Poseidon wasn't happy about it. And to punish Minos, Poseidon made... Okay, let me get this name right. Uh, So in order to punish Minos, Poseidon made Pasiphae... P-A-S-I-P-H-A-E. Yeah, you try it. That is Minos's wife, okay? Uh-huh. So his wife. And Poseidon made her fall deeply in love with the white bull. <laughs> Greek, Greek gods give out some bizarre punishments. Yeah. You know? So this is what happened. She had a hollow wooden cow crafted, okay? Like, crafted. Uh-huh. And then she, so that she could climb inside... In order to mate with the bull. <laughs> Maybe that's where they got the Trojan horse idea. <laughs> so uh, the... Maybe that's where they got the Trojan condom idea. <laughs> uh, the punishment was made, um, would make his wife turn into bestiality. Uh, if I was a Greek god and needed to punish someone, I don't know if I would have thought of that. <laughs> you are now into bestiality. He's like, I've done everything else. I, guess I haven't done this as a punishment. If you think about yet. it, that's a pretty good punishment. You are now into bestiality, Dave. Good luck with life. <laughs> Great. Maybe that's how they got the cannibalism going on in the in the Great Lakes, too. <laughs> so she, well, obviously, she became pregnant. <laughs> uh, it's a super fertile bull. And she became pregnant from the bull and gave birth to Minotaur. Mm. As Minotaur grew, well, she nursed him and everything, took care of him. And as he grew, he became ferocious and violent. And being half man, half bull, he had no source of nourishment. So, what do you turn to? Well, naturally, you just turn into regular old cannibalism again. (laughs) 
And he eats people. Wait. Oh, people or bulls? Which one? He eats people. Or people bulls. People bull people. <laughs> no, he turns to eat people. And so now Minos isn't happy about all this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Son, you're ruining your life. I taught you better. <laughs> so, so after getting advice from the Oracle at Delphi... Now, I've actually been to Delphi. Ooh, nice. There in Greece. It's a pretty neat area. I'd like to go. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty, kind of a small town area, huh. but still lots of tourists. Okay. But, yeah, there, honestly, you can only look at stone for so long, being a tourist, and then you just get bored. But the stories oh. about it are cool. Yeah. But, yeah, Delphi is a beautiful area in Greece. All right, so after, after visiting the Oracle, Minos had a giant labyrinth labyrinth built to hold the minotaur you've heard of that yeah story yeah so athenian children were to be sacrificed to the minotaur they were sent into the labyrinth to wander aimlessly through the dark stone hallways See, if you don't do your schoolwork you get sent in the labyrinth right and the myth goes that the people of athens would they would draw lots, like a lottery, oh, okay. to decide who would be sacrificed. Well, it's not a good lottery, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, Minos demanded a sacrifice from Athenians as retribution for the death of his other son at their hands, named Androgynos, Androgynos, mm. something like that. Mm. So Minotaur would find the children in the labyrinth, tear them apart, and devour their bodies. Gee. Then there is the story of Theseus. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to pronounce it. T-H-E-S-E-U-S. Theseus. Theseus or Theseus, whatever it is. Yeah, the story of Theseus who actually killed the Minotaur while also hooking up with Minos' daughter. (laughs) So there's a whole big long story to that. I'm not going to get into it. Okay. But uh, in real life, the ruins of Minos' palace have been discovered. The labyrinth never was. Uh, However, the enormous palace had many rooms, staircases, and corridors. This has led archaeologists to suggest that maybe the palace itself was some sort of labyrinth. Maybe it was actually the king. Dress up himself as a part man, part bull, and <laughs> just go and devour children. Yeah, that was his. Yeah, that was he was into that was it. His disguise, and that's what he do. Yeah, I was like, Poseidon oh, man, I'm so him sorry, guys, way. but you got to sacrifice anyway. Come on. <laughs> Who knows the real story? Yeah, you never know. How'd you like to be on that lottery though? And the winning Powerball is <laughs> five, six, seven. Oh, uh, just throw it away, honey. <laughs> See, give it to your neighbors if yeah. they want it. <laughs> The, the Minotaur is a more famous creature and has been portrayed in many um, uh, books and films and works and yeah. ancient works as well. Uh, there was a, some horror movie named Minotaur, like a sci-fi channel movie. Nice. I've never seen it, but I figured it was probably bad. It's probably <laughs> worth a see then. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, there's, there's quite a few things on the Minotaur. It's a pretty interesting. If you're into Greek mythology, then that's yeah. a good one for you. All right, so let's let's move on. I got a, okay. another good uh, creature, and this creature comes from ancient China. Ooh, and its name is Nian. 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 N i a n is how it said. So okay. Nian is what I'm going to call it. Okay. And so you know how, like in the the Chinese New Year, you see people dancing with what looks like a long dragon thing. Yeah, that's part of Nian. Okay. I don't know if it's if that's supposed to be him, but they they do the whole thing for Nian. I'll I'll go into it more in a minute. But yeah, the okay. big celebration, the fireworks and um, the dr- the loud music and the drums and the masks. That's because of this story. Okay. So one day a year, Nian would come down from its mountain looking for food. This was to great horror of all the villagers, of course. And Nian was immortal. No weapons could hurt it, and no amount of time would make it go away. All the people of ancient China could do was board up their windows, lock their doors, hide under the beds, and pray it left them alone. Mm. The people would have to watch from their hiding places as the monster moved throughout the town, killing as many as it could. Oh, wow. Nian was the size of an elephant. 
with a flat face shaped like a lion with two huge horns on its head and a set of razor-sharp teeth. Now, if the townsfolk were lucky, it would break into their stores of grain and eat all the food that they've saved up. And then they would end up starving, naturally. But if Nian spotted you, it would pounce. And he would gore them with his horns and tear through their bodies with its sharp teeth and devour them, piece by piece. He would go after anybody, but he especially loved the taste of children. <laughs> We've got a common theme going on with yeah. a lot of these creatures, them eating children. Yeah. <laughs> um, for centuries, Nian terrorized the rural lands on the outskirts of China until an old man braved it and scared it off. The old man then revealed him that he was a god in disguise, and he showed the people how to keep their towns safe. The old man says, this is a quote, like I said, I don't know where this quote actually <laughs> came from, but we're going to go with it. You can't kill the demon Nian, but you can keep him at bay. The beast is easily scared. He does not like the color red, he fears loud noises and strange creatures. So tonight, spread red across the village, hang red signs on every door, make loud noises with drums, music, and fireworks, and give your children face masks and lanterns to protect them. Wow. You know what that kind of reminds me of? The Angel of Death in the story of Moses. I'm not familiar Remember with they it. Had to put I'm not red, familiar with it. They had to put lamb's blood above their doors and the angel of death would pass by them and their firstborn child was safe. Oh, really? Yeah, you haven't heard that? No, I'm not familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, it was, one. you know, Moses in Egypt, one of the plagues. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was the angel of death. It went around killing all the Egyptian firstborn sons. Oh, interesting. If they didn't have red above their door. And you had it was goat, goat's blood, you said? Uh, lamb's, lamb's blood, blood, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah, if and maybe well, those stories kind of had a there's got to be similar, yeah, uh, origin. I don't know. And to this day, the people of China light off fireworks and the bang drums, and uh, they cover their cities in red every spring festival. So they do this like every year. Oh, okay. You, you've, you've seen it in movies and stuff where the the Chinese have the big party going on in the streets. Yeah, I they got like that the was dancing Chinese New Year. Or dragon. I think it was too. But it, uh, yeah, they're it, Chinese... it correlates with Nian. The Chinese New Year's in the uh, more closer to spring, isn't it? I think so. Because it's not our New Year. I'm pre- yeah, I think it's springtime. So I think that's what I meant. But um, okay. So the yeah, the Chinese New Year is because of Nian. Oh, interesting. And that's why you see like the dancing dragon in the streets because Nian. I think that's because Nian fears strange creatures. Oh, okay. Like, like they said it, and normally they're red. And they've got the loud drums, the music, and yeah. fireworks going off. Oh. It's all to scare off Nian. Interesting. And um, according to legend, it's the celebration alone that keeps Nian from ravaging their homes. Huh. But if people ever lo- uh, lose sight of their traditions and stop the celebration, then Nian will return. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know uh, why the Chinese do that big celebration. So that's an interesting story. Huh? Yeah. I really like that one. That was one of my favorites. Ones yeah, that that's I saw. really good. All right, so this next one is another ancient Greek creature. Ooh, I like the Greek stuff. Yeah, it's they're really cool. This one's name is Chimera. Okay. Have you heard of it? Yeah, C-H-I-M-E-R-A, yep. something like that. Yep. So it was a monstrous fire-breathing hybrid creature composed of several animals. I mean, the... the Sometimes it mixes up, it depends, but okay. usually it's depicted as a lion that has the head of a goat protruding out of its side back area, and the goat breathes fire, <laughs> <laughs> and it has a tail it's a, of a serpent, with, so the head of a snake on it. Oh. Weird, huh? Yeah. Homer, the ancient writer, talked about it in the Iliad. His famous um, work that he wrote, uh-huh. and according to Greek myths, the China, uh, or sorry, the Chimera was the twisted offspring of a monstrous snake named Typhon, and his half-human bride. 
<laughs> and there, are, there's a bunch of other origins, but this seems to be the Looks main. Looks like one. he didn't give back Poseidon something or something, or <laughs> possibly, <laughs> or her husband didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so the most famous story with Chimera is the take of. Okay, here's another one. Beller, Bella Ruffon. Have you ever heard that? B e l l e r a p h o n. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, he uh, rode into battle against it, Chimera, and he was riding on the back of the winged horse Pegasus. Oh, We've, you've heard of Pegasus. Yeah. So Bellerophon, that's that's a weird one. Yeah. Anyway, he managed to drive a lance down the beast's throat right before uh, it could burn him with a fireball, hmm. and then. The fire in its belly was so hot that it melted the lance, filling its throat with molten metal and choking it, and killing oh, it that wow. way. That's pretty interesting. interesting. And Chimera is also related to other monsters, like uh, Cerebrus. Okay. Who was also called the Hound of Hades. Mm-hmm. Have you heard, you've heard of him? Yeah. And it had like... Three dog-like heads and a, a serpent for a tail as well. Yeah. And also in the same family is the monster named Hydra. Hmm. And it was a, a serpent-like water monster with... There's a varied amount of heads, but I think the main one is seven. Okay. And uh, so Hydra is notable in the Marvel movies as well. You know, like Hail Hydra. Yeah. And the logo that they use is a seven-headed serpent. Yeah. To match with this Hydra. So, yeah, don't mess with uh, this family of monsters. No. Seriously. Okay, so, Dave, I know you have a scary monster oh, for yeah. us. Yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and share the one you brought for us? This one is so scary. <laughs> All right, this is about the Jersey Devil. Okay. So, of course, this is this uh, this originated in New Jersey. Right. Okay, more southern New Jersey, Philly area, you know. In, in that area is where it happened. So this was this started back in 1735. The story goes mm-hmm. that there was a, a mother. Uh, she's actually known as Mother Leeds. Her name's Jane Leeds. But the legend said that she had 12 children. And uh, after finding she was pregnant for the 13th child, she's like, oh, my goodness, let it be the devil, you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of cursing herself. The, the uh, other stories say, no, she was cursed by someone else. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, yeah, the story, the main story is that she says, oh, let her be the devil. And so it was. <laughs> when, when she was giving birth to it, um, the 13th child, all of a sudden it changed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Mm. Then growling and screaming, it ate the mother, <laughs> turned on the, on the uh, what do you call it, Midw- midwives, mm-hmm. you know, and then went up the chimney and flew out. Just right so, after it was born? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it, it just grew at an incredible rate, apparently, when it changed. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what happened. So anyway, since then, there's been sightings. That's Of course. That, that was just the origin. So, yeah, there's always been sightings of it. So it, it's kind of – it's funny because I was actually in New Jersey for a while. And, mm-hmm. and people would always say, oh, yeah, I remember about the New Jersey devil, you know, because they would really talk about it even then, oh, yeah. even still. So – but – it's I can kind of get it because um, New Jersey is a, well at least the southern New Jersey is a place where if there's not a building or a road there's trees it's just a forest right and it's pretty thick so it's kind of interesting when you go out in there it can get a little creepy you it know? can like being in the woods is a creepy yeah. thing and it makes your imagination run yeah and it's not like the woods here it's they're thick trees like uh, they're just the woods here it's is like still everything scary. just just <laughs> Tall, they're like straight up trees. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah boom, it's very chunks thick. all over. Yeah, and so, but uh, so yeah, there's sightings of people seeing that stuff. It's funny because some people have described it as having a kangaroo body, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what some of the pictures show. It really looks funny. Yeah. Have you ever seen pictures of it at all? I've seen something on they're it. They're all kind of all over the place. The one I have usually see is kind of like it always has the bat wings. Yeah. But what I the one I remember seeing back when I was out there is that. It had like the head of a devil, actually. Okay. More of a devil. It was, you know, Didn't it have like, like glowing eyes? Teeth. It could. Probably. Yeah. And then it would have the horse's hooves, or not horse's hooves. Yeah, the, the hooves, hooves I didn't you know, know about. Kind of like kind of like a goat kind of haunch, you know, mm-hmm. the hooves. 
Yeah, but it's weird. But people say they, they see it. Like, even people, like, I would talk to, like, oh, man, I think I did one time. You know, you never know. But yeah, your mind can play tricks on you yeah, out there. Yeah, it really or does. You never know if there's something weird going on there. But, yeah, because there's, there's sightings of people driving, and all of a sudden, like, something comes out, and they're like, I don't know what it was. Like, can, and that's what your mind goes to. It's like, what the heck was that? Since I have no recollection, and I know it's nothing else yeah, that you, I know of, it must be that thing that people have told me about. Yeah, you know? it doesn't. Your mind like doesn't even work logically in those. Yeah, those times it's very weird. Yeah, but I mean, they, they have places on. They have websites dedicated just to this Jersey mm-hmm. Devil. Yeah, I'm sure. You can go on them, and they're just and people have put out uh, listed all of their uh, uh, sightings. All the sightings, like yeah. there's a map of the sightings. Yeah, I mean there were sightings. They had sightings way back in that in that day, you know. In fact, there was one. Uh, there was one by Napoleon Bonaparte's uh, cousin or somebody. <laughs> they fired a cannon at it. <laughs> fired a cannon at the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway, weird. And there was even a. Uh, it was never. Uh, it was never verified, but it was said that uh, I can't remember which president it was. I think it was in the early eighteen hundreds. Um, he. Uh, uh, yeah, it was around 1812, I believe. Yeah, it was 1812. He actually um, uh, sent a, a U.S. government troop down there to take care of it at one mm-hmm. point. I guess this, the stories and rumors had gotten so bad and so big that they got to the government. And he sent down a little contingency to take care of it. You know, nothing, nothing else was said about it, whether they found anything, did anything, nothing like that. It was, it was never really verified in official U.S. records, but... Huh, there were records saying that. I don't know. It was really interesting. Yeah, so cool. it really, it's all just stories, nothing ever to be verified, but they live on because people kind of like, man, there's something there. I know, that's why they're so cool. That's why I like these yeah. types of things is yeah. that you can, I mean, they're not real, but you can still make them fun and pretend that they're real. Yeah. Like, and like what you're saying is like uh, with people going in the forest and like they're seeing things, like you see things in your my imagination. Yeah, well, you runs. hear stuff all the you time. You hear stuff and you don't know what it is. Like I mean, how many times have you been driving even in the daylight and you're looking through the forest and you think you see something but it was just some log or a tree in uh-huh. a weird shape, you know? Yeah. And that's that's how I think like Bigfoot sightings happen. Is people really think they see something. I mean, it's possible like it could be a bear on two legs. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably happened. Yeah. But I think it's just in people's imagination. Yeah. Or maybe there is a Bigfoot. Who knows? Yeah. We will do a Bigfoot episode sometime. Oh, okay. But, yeah. all right. Do you have anything else on? That was good. No, Thank you. Well, they have the, you know, it's even the name of their hockey team, New Jersey no, Devils. You're you right. Know? It is. I didn't, I never put that together. Yeah. Because it's, it's actually kind of a famous, uh, it is famous monster for that area. So it's pretty well known. They even named a team after it. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalize on it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we've learned about the Jersey Devil. That was a good one. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple more to share. Uh, our next one is a South African legend. Hmm. This creature is named the Grootslang. Ooh. That's kind of a good name, right? Yeah. And the myth goes that the terrible Grootslang was one of the first creatures that's the gods ever made. Huh. And when man was nothing more than a primordial ooze waiting to be formed, the gods created a massive, powerful serpent, larger than an elephant and smarter than any man. Huh. And the picture of it is, I, there, well, an artist's rendering of it, it was a giant snake with an elephant's body. Or what? like the head looked like an elephant. It was weird. It had like floppy ears, and it was just an odd wow. looking, odd looking creature. Huh. But it, it and so it was making this animal was a mistake. The gods were now to uh, they were new to the art of creating life and didn't understand the dangers of making something so powerful as this great snake that could and this snake could coil its coil its body around any creature and crush the life out of them in seconds. Wow. The gods tried to correct their, their mistake and tried to ex- exterminate every Groot Slang that lived. And they split the powers of the Groot Slang and dispersed them into two animals, that being the elephant and the snake. Oh, okay. That's an odd combination yeah. of animals. I would not have thought of that. Yeah. But anyway, one Groot Slang managed to stay alive. And the gods themselves called this a deadly error. 
Now, uh, something else. When the first Europeans came, the some of the natives told them that the Groot slang still hid in their lands. And these creatures lived in bottomless pits and great caves. Most Groot slangs clung onto... Um, her, um, a, uh, onto a, a stack of diamonds and guarded them oh. with uh, yeah they guarded them and they said they think that maybe natives used these this myth and these stories to ward off colonizers well that would bring them on I think they were telling them wrong you got diamonds <laughs> no, oh. he's, he's hiding there's a big creature sitting on diamonds yeah 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 oh oh diamonds? never mind we'll come back <laughs> yeah. well let me bring more people back <laughs> we're gonna kill that son yeah they told the wrong stories they should have been like oh uh, no there's this Jersey devil yeah and uh, he only eats Englishmen yeah yeah <laughs> something weird about it yeah. I don't get it and then, you never know maybe it would have been a completely <laughs> different world <laughs> just cause of the story of a group pilgrims slang. come over yeah they love pilgrims <laughs> this this creature loves pilgrims oh, let's oh go. white meat oh they want that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it could have been so different it could have been <laughs> But uh, today, the best-known Groot slang is said to hide in a cave in Richard's Richard's Hold in South Africa. Hmm. Uh, there is there where it lives. It lies in wait for anyone foolish enough to stumble onto its domain, and then it passes the time by luring luring in elephants, crushing them, and swallowing them whole. Ooh, so apparently you can eat elephants whole, so that's how big the Groot slang is. Wow. Pretty uh, scary creature, yeah. definitely. I mean, I, I like its name, too, the Groot slang. Yeah. If you remember, there's a, a certain snake species. I can't remember where it lives. I think it's in South America, but it's called the Boom Slang. Oh, interesting. That was my favorite name for a, um, a snake. Hmm. Okay, so I've got just one more creature I okay. want to go over. And this is this is kind of a silly one, honestly. Oh, yeah? It really is, but it's kind of it's kind of fun and it's got a good story. And surprisingly, this is actually a North Korean creature. Oh, interesting. You weren't expecting that, were you? No. And it's not, it's not the unicorn that they claim to have found there in North Korea. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. No, Kim, one of the, I think it was Kim Jong Un, the newest one. He claimed to have found unicorns in the country, <laughs> the only place that they exist. There's all kinds of stories like that. Wow. About them. Like, what was it? I can't remember which one, but they because um, there's three. There's been three Kim leaders, you know. Uh -huh, yeah. And I can't remember which one, but they can't. They've they've gone golfing and got a hole in one on every hole. Oh. There's so many weird stories like that. Like they don't poop, they don't pee, and they're just <laughs> perfect beings, you know. And that's that's what the propaganda and yeah. that's what they try to um, push on them. Anyway, this is a monster named Pulgasari. Mm. I think that's how you say it. And it was actually it was um it, they, it was partly created as propaganda, like you would think. So in the legend, Pulgasari was created by a Buddhist monk. And then there was an evil governor ordered, which ordered for every Buddhist monk to be sent to prison. So this monk, he hid in his wall closet. And so to pass the time in his hiding, he created a creature out of steamed rice. <laughs> oh, interesting. And to his shock, it came to life. Uh, seeing it was... And seeing that it was hungry, uh, the um, the kind monk fed it. He started feeding it um, steel needle, steel needles because that was the only thing he could find. You know, hey, steel needles, why not? <laughs> no, the rice is for me. Here, you have this. <laughs> yeah, a creature made of rice. Of course, steel needles will fit. Will feed it. So, Pulgasari grew with every needle he ate. Soon, he was larger than the building itself but still hungry and still eating every piece of metal he could find. Mm. <laughs> uh, he then began terrorizing the city with this misshapen, monstrous body is said looked like a gigantic, stretched-out bear. Huh. Weird description. Yeah. And its ears flopping like an elephant and with sharp, pointed needles that poked through every inch of its skin. Weird. Oh, I don't yeah. know how that would work, but that's yeah. how it goes. Uh, and the army, 
They were been trying. The army led by the evil general are trying to destroy it, but no sword or no arrow could stop this monster. This takes place um, centuries ago, supposedly. Hmm. So desperate, the evil governor had his men set the monster on fire, but even then it didn't die, and the monster simply ran around a body of flame and ignited everything he touched until the whole city was burned down. Hmm. So, <laughs> that's the legend of Pulgasari. But uh, he was actually, that was actually an original Korean myth for both sides. And yeah, from the story, it's what the meaning behind this whole story was. And very ironically, it warns against the dangers of corrupt totalitarians. Uh, tol- <laughs> Which is very ironic, since all of North Korea is a dictatorship, yeah. total, totalitarian. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the whole point about it. That's funny. Very ironic. I'll bet the the leaders are now like, in fact, never read that story again. Well, no, they don't say that because, well, now something interesting here is then 1985, there was a North Korean film made oh. called Palgasari. Ah. And it basically had it was basically a bad knockoff of a Godzilla movie. They uh-huh. made they made it the monster be a more Godzilla like oh, okay. creature. And I, I read a little bit of the synopsis. Um, so it had kind of a similar build up like this one did, but in the end, after it killed the evil governor, it still kept eating everything. Oh. And so the people were like, Oh, well, it just defeated the evil army. And one of the women's like sacrifices herself by hi- I guess he can't eat food, Pulgasari. Huh. Sorry, he can't eat humans. So she sacrificed herself, and then that Pulgasari died from eating that one lady. I guess I don't know. Something, something stupid like that. Huh. Oh, that's so. That's how they got it back to communism. Sacrifice yourself for the good of everyone ah, else. That's a good point. So that monster. A democratic monster will be beaten. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, maybe that's, that's what it that's is. That's maybe what they were going for. Yeah. And so, yeah, it um, it roughly follows. Yeah, like it roughly follows the legend I told you about, and it has, it actually has a five point two on IMDb. Huh. But it wasn't shown outside of North Korea until ni- until two thousand five. I wonder why it wasn't shown outside of it. Well, they keep all their films themselves. They're huh. they're so isolated, dude. They're, and especially back then, they were way more so. Huh. I actually did um, a part of my senior thesis on North Korea. Oh, did so you? I, I, I am some I know some things about North Korea. Oh, okay. Um, so the <laughs> this is this is funny. It's kind of funny. So the director of the movie named Song Ok Shin, I think, he was actually South Korean. Huh. Makes you wonder how that came to be. How did he get there? Well, you know, he was just kidnapped. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He was kidnapped in this is real in 1978 and forced to make several films as a director. Oh my goodness. So North Korea kidnapped him and forced him to make movies. Jeez. And I guess Kim Il Sung, he was the first, first the first leader. He was uh-huh. a big fan of this director. Oh. <laughs> but isn't, wow. that, isn't that funny? That is nuts. In 85 Kim Il Sung was still in power. Okay. The, the original first one. And so his ex-wife, a South Korean actress, was also kidnapped <laughs> around the same time and forced to star in films. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the two eventually escaped somehow, and then they lived in the U.S. for a decade, then went back to South Korea. Wow. And the film was film was basically just another propaganda film. I think all their films are kind of they're all their films have some kind of propaganda yeah. meaning towards them, and all of their media does too. North yeah. Korea is a really backwards place, and yeah. it's it's really interesting though. Um, but yeah, that that's the the monster Pulgasari. Oh wow, Pulgasari, however you say it. But uh, I think that's a good monster to end on. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to wrap up the episode, Dave. And I had fun doing this episode. A good kind of Halloween-themed episode, I think. Yeah. And I hope everyone else enjoyed it, too. And we could do more um, episodes like this, if people like it. Uh, that we could do more mythological creatures. To, we have There's a lot more to cover. We could go for a long time on yeah. that. 
And we can also do a whole episode on... I want to do a whole episode on Bigfoot sometime, too. Okay. I mean, there's there's actual podcasts all about... With, like, lots of episodes all just about Bigfoot. Really? So... Wow. We we could definitely do a Bigfoot episode. But I think it'll be mostly making fun of people if we do that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of weird Bigfoot people. Uh, like, they're just strange. But they're funny. They're characters. But... <laughs> it's. It's just interesting. There's whole TV shows made for Bigfoot. There's yeah. there's a lot of Bigfoot things. Yeah. But I think we'll cover it sometime. Okay. Um. So we could do an episode, another episode like this, if we could format it in the similar sense and go over like Ice Age animals. Yeah. Like crazy Ice Age animals. So yeah. we could do that. Hell, we could do dinosaurs. Hey. <laughs> that would be tough. But uh, yeah, we could do it. And so for next week, we are going to do our ninth edition of recent stories and attacks. Those are always good, always really good ones. I mean, our ninth one, too, believe hey. it or not. Um, so I, I know for a fact I've already found some good stories. I've got a interesting hunting accident mm. where a guy thinks he kills a deer, but <laughs> he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's a crazy story, so we'll cover that. Also, I got a really good uh, crocodile attack story. Oh, dear, okay. Yeah. Those were the freaky ones. Those ones probably scare me more than any of these mythological creatures. Well, uh, we will have a lot of good stories for you next week. All right. Um, so, Dave, if our listeners want to help us out, uh, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. You know, it really helps us out. It helps us gain a little more attention and, you know, helps to stave off the monster of being broke you know what i mean anyway just do that for us help us out <laughs> all right good job dave yes uh give us a review go to itunes or apple Podcasts, whatever you use give us a review there and if you want to be an even more wonderful person go you can donate to the show that means a whole lot to us you can go to paypal find us by your email force of nature pod at gmail.com or on venmo on my personal account matthew hamilton 51 and also, everyone, feel free to send us a story uh, that you about you or someone you know, something with animals. Uh, if you ever want to, you can make contact with us. Feel free to uh, email us or uh, send us something on Facebook. Feel free to do that anytime. Yeah. And remember to tell your friends and family about us. Uh, tell them we are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on every platform we need to be on. And also, stay tuned at the end of this episode for a bit of Dave's voiceover work. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Just a couple minutes long. But Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. Um, well, Snoop Cheetah? <laughs> this is C to the H to the double E tor. Colonel. Cheetor. For shizzle. Manizzle. Okay, well, oh. this is a whole new side of Cheetor. Um, <laughs> He's really getting into character. Yeah, well, this all right, well, I'm not taking. I'm not inviting him to my Halloween party, but <laughs> you, you, him you can. <laughs> yeah, you take him trick or treating no. with your kids. All right. Anyway, this is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to tell your friends, and we will see you next week. Bye. Psst. Hey, kid, who do you think looks better? Me or Harold? We're ghosts. They can't even see us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we know who got all the brains. We're ghosts. We don't have any brains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Look, it's... It's... Well, it's something really scary. Are you kidding me? They're not scary. That's an awesome costume you got there. I don't think that's a costume. You mean... Yeah. Ah! Hey, kids. Don't eat candy. You'll turn out like Larry over here. Yeah, he used to be a normal human being. Till he ate too much candy. Well, there he goes again. Well, isn't that how you got here? You ate too much candy? 
So, Larry, how did you get like this? <gasps> you fell down a well. <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs>